I think that's actually more a question you should be asking him. You seem remarkably complacent about the fact that the most powerful country on earth is saying it wants you dead. Why do you think it's complacency? The International Criminal Court, set up to try the worst crimes on the planet, has a new enemy in Washington. The Trump administration has accused it of having no legitimacy and says it wants it to die. My guest this week here in The Hague is Chile Ebo Osuji, who is the president of the ICC. How can he defend the court against such powerful opposition? Chile Ebo Osuji, welcome to Conflict Zone. Thank you very much and welcome to the ICC. Thank you. The U.S. National Security Advisor John Bolton has uh, said he wants your court to die and he's happy to help bring about that demise. Do you realize what a serious blow that is to your work? It is not a serious blow. The court is not dying. There's 123 states parties to it who strongly support it. This is the most powerful country in the world. We want them to be part of the court. They're not, and they won't. We hope they will be. We will not cooperate with the ICC, he said. We will provide no assistance to the ICC. We will not join the ICC. We will let the ICC die on its own. After all, to all intents and purposes, the ICC is already dead to us. That's the answer to you. You want them to join? This is the answer. It couldn't be clearer, could it? No, no, no. It's not the answer. <laughs> that is the answer from him at the moment. We are confident that... Um, they will reconsider. We are confident about that. Confident based on what? Let me tell, let me tell you. Um, the, uh, that sort of hostility had been shown in the past. Never uh, to but, this extent. Uh, hold on. But then later on, another administration came in, even though they maintained in principle that um, they have difficulties with the ICC and it, its jurisdictional reach. Uh, they still did assist the court in very many ways, including referring the Darfur situation to the court. The United States government did move for that, and in doing so... in the so, past, in you're the, dealing in, with the Trump finish. administration. One, no, one, please. Sec one second. And when um, they voted in the Security Council to re re refer the Darfur situation to the ICC, they said they voted because they did not like the idea of impunity and for that reason that they were referring, notwithstanding their reservations about the court. This is not just a refusal to cooperate. This is a threat to take punitive measures against anyone even daring to investigate the actions of Americans on their or their closest allies with a view to holding them accountable in an international court. ICC judges and prosecutors who investigate Americans will be barred from entering the U.S. and their funds in the U.S. would be targeted. I you think that's actually more a question you should be asking him about what that means I'm asking, for him and the rule of seriously. law. No, you no, don't no. seem to take this seriously. You seem remarkably complacent about the fact that the most powerful country on earth is saying it wants you dead. Why do you think it's complacency? It is not complacency. What I'm saying is we've heard that and we are urging them to reconsider their position and join the court and cooperate because this court was established for reasons that America cared about in the first place. 
that America has been quite strong in the past about international criminal justice. They were at the forefront of Nuremberg proceedings. They have helped with administration of international criminal justice along the way since Time then. has moved on. Time you're in the past. You're, you're, you're talking to me about the past. I'm talking to you about the present. But it's as I, if you're putting your head in the sand. Well, I'm not putting my head in the sand. What I'm saying here is that we need them to join us. We, the reasons the court was created for which they have the court in its creation have not abated. The idea is that um, there should be a place of accountability for those who commit genocide, those who commit crimes against humanity, those who commit war crimes. That reason, those reasons remain imperative and it's important to the United States as much as it is for the rest of the world. And that is why this court was created. You, you keep repeating that, but two weeks ago, the U.S. Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, referred to a 2017 request from the ICC prosecutor to initiate an investigation into the situation in Afghanistan. That, said Pompeo, could illegitimately target American personnel for prosecutions and sentencing. In 2018, the Trump administration warned there would be consequences if you went ahead with that request. Pompeo understands that request is still pending. Is it still pending? I don't know, that my, I don't know that my answer to you will change as to what I already said. But please, please address the specifics of, of what Pompeo is throwing at you. He says that is, could illegitimately target American personnel for prosecutions and sentencing. That 2017 request from the ICC prosecutor to investigate the situation in Afghanistan. I cannot comment on a pending matter. That is a matter now pending before a chamber of this court, and we need to leave it at that. Are you going to challenge this incredibly hostile threat from the U.S. or bow down meekly and accept it? What are you going to do? <laughs> when you put it, we use those sorts of emotive languages that it becomes a little difficult. Uh, th 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 there are other things that can happen between um, kowtowing, bowing down meekly, as you put it, and what was the other thing you said? The point is now we are urging them to consider that this court is important for the global interest, for the interest of humanity. They want you to change course. The ICC is attacking America's rule of law. It's not too late for the ICC to change course, and we urge that it do so immediately. Direct, direct appeal from the U.S. Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. Well, it is, um, as I said... How do you I, answer I, that? I appeal? cannot answer that, as I already told you. There's a matter pending before the chamber. What do you want me to tell you? To tell you, all right, the chamber is going to drop it. I well, tell, tell me this. Does the court stand by its 2016 report, which said there was a reasonable basis to believe the U.S. military had committed torture at secret detention sites <laughs> in Afghanistan operated by the CIA? Again, a matter, That's your report. Again, a matter pending before a trial chamber. What I can tell you... It's been in the public domain. It's come from your court. What I can tell you is that let's understand the jurisdictional premise of the court. Um, it is that states have the primary responsibility to do justice. The court is only a court of last resort. It is when states are unable, uh, unwilling to do justice that the ICC is entitled to intervene. Now, that means that for some states, the ones we call the able states, the court will urge them as a mirror of conscience that they need to do justice so that justice 
does not become an orphan in the territory of sovereign uh, national sovereignty. I understand, but you're answering but a question on the other I didn't side, ask. You've asked your question, and this is relevant to it. And the second part of the court's jurisdiction are those who are not able to do justice. There are lots of countries around the world where when these things flare up, they cannot administer justice. It is easier to do atrocity than to do justice. We saw that in Rwanda before the genocide. I, I understand that. Right. My question was, do, does the court stand by its 2016 report, which said there was a reasonable basis to believe the U.S. military had committed torture at secret detention centers? What do you mean by the court? What do you mean, what do you mean the court? What report are you talking about? There we are examination reports, oh, aren't there, which are made public wait, 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 and given to the General Assembly. This was one of them. Let me explain, to you, let me explain to you how, how it works. Now, I am a judge. Um, the uh, chief judge of the court, as it were. So I speak to you from the perspective of the judiciary. I cannot speak to you from the perspective of the office of the prosecutor. That is not to say that if I don't answer any question in relation to the office of the prosecutor, there is no answer. But you're the president of this court. The what are people the, to make of the fact it's that you are dodging it, around these questions no, 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 no. and refusing to answer what's already been in the well, public big, domain? Big. What are people to make of that? You can characterize it any way you want. The point is there are ways judges work. And as a judge, I speak from my judgment. I cannot be making comments on something else that is not in the, within the remit of a case I have to decide. And what you're talking about is not before me as a judge. Okay, so, so Mr. Pompeo is not going to get a reply from you to his appeal to change course, is he? He's from, not going to get, he's going to get the same answer in, that I've got. In this interview? Which is no answer. Yeah. Uh, definitely sure, uh, the case, yes. Okay. It's not just America, is it? America is far from being the only country that that's refuses to deal with you. In fact, the most powerful and populous countries in the world have decided that your type of justice isn't for them. I'm talking about China, India, Pakistan, Russia. That's three out of five permanent members of the Security Council with the power to block your investigations in countries that are not signed up to your court. So what's the question? Their veto is another serious block to your work, isn't it? Why is that a problem for me? It's for the court, isn't oh, right. it? Okay, that, that's what I mean, for the court. If states who should join the court haven't joined it. This is a big problem. They're the most powerful and popular states in the but world. But there are 123 states. Let's not ignore those. See, one mistake people make often, quite frankly, is they ignore those who are in and focus on those who are not in. That's not fair to those who are in. But these Let three of them have a veto we, in the Security must, Council. We must be able to respect the participation of 123 states parties who continue to have faith in the work of the court. Let's not get all lost in the uh, preferences of those who have not yet joined, who we hope will join at some point. These 123 countries do not, by and large, have vetoes in the, uh, they're not permanent members of the Security Council with a veto. Yes. China, it poses Russia, and the United States have a veto. It is a factor of concern, of course, that um, uh, one of the ways cases come to the court is where the Security Council refers it. Refers uh, a case to the court, big, or we call them situations, in respect of countries that are not states parties. Of course, when you have the possibility of somebody blocking that possibility of doing justice, 
um, where the court would naturally not reach by way of its membership, it is a matter of concern. It is a, let's give but, you a concrete example. Yes. You want to investigate the abuses suffered by the Rohingya people of Myanmar. That's, that's already clear. China has warned you off. Your claim of jurisdiction, it said last year in the General Assembly, was based on an inappropriate interpretation of the applicable legal concepts and might make the ICC's work in the future more contentious, undermining further its authority and credibility. This is, a, this is the kind of resistance you're facing among the permanent five members of the Security Council. Russia had similar criticisms, accusing you of subjectively interpreting what it called the standards of international law. It doesn't matter if they're right or wrong, does it? It matters that they have the power and the veto to block your work. Again, as I, I, I don't know whether I can prove on the answer. The answer I give you is that uh, there are 123 states who are faced in this court and we continue to work at their behest. Now, we continue to urge those who have not joined to do so, so that humanity all over the world would come under the umbrella. Your urging is falling ICC. on deaf ears. Well, have you actually asked yourself why it is that those states who have not joined haven't done so? Or, or asked them, by the way. That should be a question you may want to ask them or reflect upon what it means. And we can write a number of PhD theses on those. We're not here to write PhD theses. We can do let, our let, best. Let, let, let's stay with the facts and what you were set up to do, which is to try the most serious crimes on the planet. And that is very important. We should not lose sight and, of and, that fact. And the veto that the three members that I mentioned, permanent members of the Security Council have, will keep you, for instance, from any serious prospect of trying any Syrian officials that might be responsible for the mass killing and torture that has taken place there. It's their veto that has prevented what Human Rights Watch called a path to justice for Syria's victims. The fact is, Moscow will not allow any referral of Syrian leaders to your court under any circumstances. And we can That's a big gap, isn't we will, it? We will That's urge, a big it, it, gap. Is, it is a very important gap. There's no question about that. Whatever a state uh, vetoes a situation that should ordinarily be brought to court so that humanity is protected uh, by virtue of the mandate of the ICC, it is a serious problem. But it is one that all of us, including you, in that protection, you, including, including you, Mr. Sebastian, would need to urge them to reconsider because this is about humanity. It is not about the ICC. Everyone keeps focusing ICC, ICC. We need to look beyond why the ICC was created. There were six million Jews killed because of their faith during the Second World War. We 800,000 people killed but the, in the Rwandan genocide in I, the 1990s. I, I, I understand. There, were no, there was I understand. no ICC. You, you keep going back, and I'm staying in the present. I'm talking about the relatives of the 400,000 victims of the Assad regime who have absolutely zero chance of getting the kind of justice that you would wish to deliver for them. And would it, would it not be a kindness to tell them that? Finally. The best that I can do is what I'm doing now, using your program to urge them to reconsider their position and join the court because it protects humanity under their own watch as well. That is what we hope to see happen.
We live in a world, though, despite your honourable intentions, we live in a world where despots still get away with pretty much everything. And we're hoping that that changes, and that is why this court was brought into place. And but we, there's an irony we here. We have reason to think that that is actually changing. But there's an irony here, isn't there? If, if you kill one person, with luck, you'll be arrested, you'll be tried, and you'll be convicted. You order the death of 400,000 people, and we all know who we're talking about here, and you'll get invited to peace talks. Is that justice? I have not invited anybody to. No, you haven't. Okay. You haven't. But so why don't you? But Syrian officials have, and that's the reality of today. But I will, I will, isn't it? That's I'll, the I'll, irony. I'll, I'll, We've I'll, never I'll, had more international law, a greater body of international law, more courts, more experts, more judges, but that's the reality. One person, you get tried, you kill 400,000, you get invited to peace talks. That's hardly justice, is it? Well, days. I think you and I um, have, might be able to, uh, an extent, um, I'm thinking loudly whether I should um, even comment on, on that. But one could see where you're coming from. But I would say that it is um, a matter that's best all of us, you and me, to the extent that I can urge uh, those concerned in these decisions to stop uh, the reach of ICC's jurisdiction to reconsider their position. You told the General Assembly last year that the mere existence of this court serves as an obstacle to those wishing to commit crimes against humanity. If that were true, we wouldn't have seen the use of chemical weapons in Syria, along with the torture and extrajudicial killings, the continuing slaughter in Yemen, the killings in South Sudan, the targeted executions in the slums of Venezuela, and the massive loss of life in your own home country, Nigeria. You can't offer the kind of protection, and you can't offer the obstacles that you claim well, to let's, offer. Let's back up to, first of all... The, the reality last... doesn't match your rhetoric, does it? No, I can tell you this. I can tell you that, yes, this court has put an obstacle to the conscience of those who would ordinarily behave in ways they would not behave if we didn't have this court. Well, not in it Yemen, not is, in South is, Sudan, not in Venezuela, not in Syria. Well, I cannot comment on some of those uh, issues as a matter of... Um, you read uh, the news? Well, I can read. You read the, the news. news. You see what's happening. I, I read the news, but you're not in some bubble. Can, can I can I tell you something? Yeah. There's a way the system works. As a judge, I cannot comment on the propositions you've just laid out. I can't speak in general terms about the need for everyone to remember why the court was here. The reason why I cannot comment on what you've said is in case any of those um, cases come up at the ICC. Uh, It'll be a problem for me. Not much chance, is there? If, well, not, not much chance. I'm not sure that there's not much chance. We have to keep hoping. That but you cannot that fail to notice as states, a human being on this and planet. Women, the statesmen and women who make these decisions will reconsider their position so that everybody subscribes to the ICC. Well, not only are some not reconsidering their positions, you have the withdrawal of existing signatories to the Rome Treaty, like the Philippines and Burundi. And I ask you whether you can blame them, because the big powers refuse to collaborate with you. Why should the small ones? And we just recently had a Malaysia join us. Don't forget that. Yes, you had that. And but what about important. the withdrawal of the Philippines and Burundi, where there are clear cases to answer? Well, there are I, clear cases of human rights violations. What, 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 what do you expect me to say to that? It is for them 
they made the decision to withdraw for reasons, uh, their own reasons, uh, which you and I um, uh, can discuss in, in, in other circumstances. But that's not for the ICC. It's not ICC's It's a major blow in the again wrong way. to your work, isn't it? Because it's not only are you having countries withdrawing, you're having others that are flouting their commitments to the court. The Philippines and Burundi that you mentioned uh, withdrew because they said that ICC uh, was investigating cases in relation to them. Now, why is that a problem for the ICC in the moral sense that you're trying to imply? Because ICC is doing its work and people choose to withdraw and then that's a problem for the ICC? I don't see it. But you're doing your work. I would be, that because ICC was precisely doing its work and people didn't like it, that they make these unfortunate decisions that we regret. In 2016, the group of former world leaders known as the Elders called for the urgent reform of the ICC, required, it said, to improve its overall performance and effectiveness in delivering justice for all in a timely manner. Such reforms, they said, would lead to the enhanced credibility of the court. There have been no reforms since 2016, have there? Reforms the continue. It depends on what we mean by reform. Um, I will be the first to tell you that as a human institution, this court, yes, does need um, a periodic review of its uh, manner of doing work to, to, to do it better like we do in our lives and like every other science institution or company would do. That is taken for granted, but it depends on what people are talking about. There are some reforms that are more difficult to achieve because uh, you need to amend the uh, Rome statute, and that's a more difficult proposition. But closer to home, judges will, will do keep on reviewing how we do the work to improve how we um, we do things. There have been some serious missteps, haven't there? It doesn't help when, the, when you have the acquittal of the former Ivory Coast president, Laurent Gbagbo, for instance, earlier this year. This was seen as a stunning defeat, wasn't it, for what was the first prosecution of a former head of state? Amnesty International called it a crushing disappointment to victims of post-election violence in the country. Do you share that disappointment? I do not share the characterization of stunning defeat. I do um, understand the concern of uh, those who speak on behalf of the victims. I could see how they would be disappointed by such results. But uh, that understanding or empathy with the victims, um, one can say, uh, should not lead us to taking short um, cuts. To, to the wild. Shortcut, you need better prosecutions, though, don't you? The judge, Kuno Tafusa, one of your colleagues, said the prosecutor had failed to submit sufficient evidence to demonstrate the responsibility of Mr. Gbagbo as well as his former youth minister. I cannot Failed to satisfy that. the burden of proof. Yes. This is a prosecution failure, isn't it? I cannot comment on that because um, I'm in the appeals court of, the, of this court, and that case might come up with an appeal. And because of that, I certainly cannot comment on it. But what I was saying, what I was saying, though, is that um, 
So you're satisfied with all the procedures? Everything's perfect in the court, is no, it? No, no, that, that's too much of a leap. Uh, it's not either everything is perfect or everything is imperfect. Well, you've uh, had there, a string there, of losses. There, 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 there has been a string of reversals. Can you listen to me, please? Uh, along the way, there's all kinds of continuums that we must take into account. Now, as a judge, I must tell you that I do not regard acquittal as a stunning defeat. As I say, I understand how victims will be disappointed, but we have other ways of trying to attend to the victims. Uh, for instance, there's something we call the trust fund for victims, by the way. Uh, I would urge you to donate. That's to not justice, Can is I it? Finish? That's not justice. To, to donate to the Trust Fund for Victims. That's something else. That's that not could justice. help them with assistance program in case there is no conviction. Am I case. right or wrong in thinking that a prosecutor's job is to bring to court a winnable case based on solid evidence that will stand up in court. It, and that hasn't been happening. Has so you, you asked me these questions and then you say you do not want a PhD thesis to be written. Now that is something upon which you can write a PhD thesis. Now, the you, different you, ways of you looking at You know perfectly well you can give me a much simpler answer than that. No, I cannot give you a much simpler answer. Some things are not susceptible to simplistic answers. You That's see. an excuse, isn't no, it? No, it is not an excuse. The fact of the matter is this. If you focus on accountability, and it is what you, we need to focus on here, the Rome Statute promised accountability to people. It did not promise that every case that comes to court must result in conviction. Now, do you know, um, we are not here uh, running, what you call that thing again, the, the, the tribunal of the Holy Office of the Inquisition. Even they, Right, did not convict everybody right. that went through. I understand. Them. Unfortunately, it, we're running out of time. You know that we're running the, out of time. They, so only, they only managed to get only three percent of of those who went through that process. Chile Ebo Osuji, thank you very much for being on Conflict. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you.